0: Hey there my podcast friends, welcome back to Monday Morning Espresso, this is Gabby. Let me give you a fair word of warning right away. First of all, I have a little bit of a cold, so I'm sorry if I cough or clear my throat quite a bit during this time. I know that for those of us with misophonia, and if you have it, you know you have it, that can be really irritating when people that you're listening to do anything weird with the sounds coming from their mouth. So I apologize. And the second thing I wanted to warn you about, which you probably have already picked up on, is that I'm in a really weird mood today. (laughs) Um, I don't know what got into me, but I'm happy. So that's good. Um, And then I came home after dropping my kids off from preschool at preschool this morning. And I did a bunch of preaching on Snapchat which is super random. But honestly, I owe that to my sister who is awesome. And I did like a little Instagram story message yesterday. And she was like, wow, that was really cool, except it would have been better in bunny ears. So I took her advice today and did some preaching in bunny ears. You're welcome, Kira. Um, my sister's awesome again, like I said, so that's me. I have a cold, I'm in a weird mood, but the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I am excited to be here today, especially because I love this topic that we're going to talk about over the next couple of weeks. We're going to talk about the story in Ezekiel 37 which is the Valley of Dry Bones. We've all become familiar with this story. Any of us who have been around the church for a while, we know that there's this story about this guy who goes into a valley and there's bones and then they come back to life. So I wanted to actually look at that through the lens of dreaming. The last couple of podcasts we did talk about this a little bit, but in a different story. We talked about the story of Lazarus and how... He had to get to be fully dead before the Lord could resurrect him. And how sometimes with our dreams, it's the same way. We wonder like, God, why did you delay until everything just fell apart? And then we get to see his glory when we open the tomb of our dreams to him and let him bring it back to life when we thought that it was so dead. So let me start by just reading the first few verses of this chapter. Ezekiel 37 verse 1. The Lord took hold of me and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. Then he asked me, son of man, can these bones become living people again? Now, I've looked at a few commentaries and things, and I think really it's pretty obvious that what Ezekiel experienced here wasn't like a real valley filled with bones. It was a prophetic vision that the Lord was giving him to uh, prophesy <clears throat> over his nation. So it's pretty awesome that Ezekiel received such a vivid vision. And if any of you have had any experience with visions, I would love to hear from you and hear what that's like. But here we get to experience this through Ezekiel's eyes. And something interesting that I found out about um, this particular Valley of Dry Bones is two things is that not only were the people who had died and their bones were there, not only were they dead. But it was an utter disgrace that they hadn't been buried. In this culture, if you aren't buried, then it's really disgraceful, like you've done something wrong that you weren't worth burying. And I don't know about you, but there have been times when I have felt like not only did what was supposed to happen in this situation or this relationship, whatever it might be for you, and all of the sudden... It's just like dead. It just dies right there at your feet. And you're like, what in the world happened here? And it feels disgraceful because, um, maybe your family was expecting some different outcome from you, or maybe you were, uh, falsely accused of something. Maybe you've been outcast by a community or maybe you've been misjudged in your character at your job something like that and it caused to you caused you having to leave that situation in disgrace so you not only had something that you were hoping in that had died but you're also feeling disgraced i don't know if any of you have felt that before but when i realized that about this story it was like doubly encouraging because god still has a plan for you, and for those areas of your heart that you feel like have been spit on and have died. So then uh, we go on to see, Then God asked Ezekiel, Son of man, can these bones become living people again? And Ezekiel replies, O oh, sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. So picture this. You're surrounded by dead, dry bones. And God asks you, can these live again? And you don't say, uh, have you seen this place? It's filled with death. No, there's absolutely no way that this can live again. That's a crazy question. Was that like rhetorical? That is not the response that Ezekiel had. He said, oh, sovereign Lord, you alone know the answer to that. Which to me says, while he was very clearly Given this opportunity to say, no, they're dead. He decided to put his faith in his Lord, who he knew is all-powerful and all-knowing, way more knowledgeable than he himself, and say, you're the one who really knows the answer. Giving him the bit of hope in his heart that he knows that God can do something, even if it looks completely impossible. And I don't know about you, but maybe you've been in prayer over something and the Lord has reminded you of a situation, a dream, a relationship, a pathway that you thought was shut off to you forever, even maybe something physical going on inside of you that just seems hopeless. And God says to you, do you think that this can get fixed? Is your immediate response, no, And I don't even want to hope for that. Or is your response, God, only you know the answer to that, which really is you saying, I believe that you're in control and you can do whatever you want, even if it's impossible. So moving on, after Ezekiel responds to God like that, God says to Ezekiel, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am going to put breath into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I spoke this message just as he told me. I love this, you guys. Right after Ezekiel says, Sovereign Lord, you're the only one who knows and opens the opportunity for God to do something, God, in his amazing faithfulness to include us in his process of miracles, turns around and says, Okay, yes, I can do it, but here's your job, Ezekiel. Speak this prophetic word into the bones. And he gives him the words, and then Ezekiel did it. He says, I spoke this message just as he told me. How cool is that, guys? I mean, we have the word of God in our hands. And over and over and over again in the scriptures, we're told how powerful the Bible is, how powerful the word of God is. And we are given the opportunity, like Ezekiel, to partner with God and speak prophetic words over our lives over the situations in our life that look like dry, dead bones. If you just pick up your Bible and you find the promises about your situation, and you speak those prophetic, powerful, living words that are sharper than a two-edged sword into your situation, you very well could be setting yourself up for a miracle. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing. And sometimes, All you got to do is to hear is to pick up your Bible in your quiet time in the morning and read it out loud. Then you hear and your faith is stirred just like mine is right now as I'm speaking these words to you. And check this out. This is what happened after he spoke the message. So he says in verse seven again, so I spoke this message just as he told me. Suddenly, as I spoke, there was a rattling noise all across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Then, as I watched, muscles and flesh formed over the bones. Then skin formed to cover their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. So as you can see, the miracle starts to take place. The promises start to flesh out, literally flesh, sinew, muscle comes onto these bones that listen, listen, guys, like Lazarus, Like I said in last week's message, Lazarus was dead, dead, dead. Like four days dead, there was no hope of resuscitation. These bones were the same. These bones, it wasn't just a valley of bones. It was a valley of dry bones, which means they had been dead for quite some time. But here, as Ezekiel does, as the Lord told him and speaks these prophetic words over the valley, suddenly... Flesh, muscle, and sinew starts to attach. And they look again like the people that they were born to be in the first place. Just like when we speak the prophetic, powerful words of scripture over our lives and over our families and over our jobs and over our homes. We start to see what those things We're designed by God to look like. Oh my gosh, how amazing and powerful is that? I've been convicted in this even in the area of my children because it's so easy for me to see their weaknesses. For anyone, your spouse, your friends, even yourself, I get down on myself every single day. When I start to speak God's truth over my children, when I start to speak God's truth over my husband, when I start to speak God's truth over my home and my family and myself and my friendships and the different situations that I face, by the amazing power of God and his mighty, powerful, awesome word, flesh and sinew and muscle and bone starts to attach to those things. So that they begin again to look like what they were created to be. Now you'll notice at the end of verse 8, it says, But they still had no breath in them. But I'm going to leave you on a cliffhanger. And we're going to talk about what happens next in next week's podcast. Because it's pretty amazing. And I want you to chew on what we've already spoken about this week. And start speaking word over everything in your life that seems sick or dying or dead. Let me know what happens. Let's be life speakers this year. Again, my word this year is life and I am clinging to it with everything I've got. When everything looks like crazy, when my situation looks impossible, I want to speak life and I hope you do as well. I'd love to hear from you. Leave me a comment on iTunes. That would be so amazing. A review. Thank you so much. Subscribe to the podcast if you're not subscribed. The subscriber base growing really helps get the word out about this, and that's awesome. Or you can contact me on my website, gobbyruth.com. And I hope you'll enjoy the content there as well. I'm really, really trying to speak life and encouragement into the hearts of God dreamers all over the world. And that includes you. You guys are amazing. Have a blessed week. One last thought. If you haven't checked it out yet, go on Amazon.com and buy my 31-day devotional, Here Comes the Dreamer. I think it will really, really encourage you this year as you try to walk in faithfulness in whatever season of a dream that you find yourself in. So go check that out. If you've already purchased it, if you can leave a review on Amazon, again, that would be amazing. You guys are the absolute best, and I just pray God's favor, life, and hope over you today. In Jesus' name, and I will talk to you next week. Have a good one. Bye.